Amigos and amigas, we're back with another episode of A Toda Madre. Excuse me, Confidence A Toda Madre, the podcast. So my name is Sylvia Brands, and I'm your self-trust and confidence coach. And I'm going to be really honest. I am learning how to give you visual in order to put this on YouTube and create YouTube shorts and YouTube just like regular podcast episodes. And I'm learning to do this. Because again, I'm trying to expand my reach. I'm trying to create more for our community because I really believe in the teachings that I share with you on here. And so if there's someone that I can connect with because they're more of a visual learner and like to see the person they're connecting with, then I'm going to put myself a little bit in the ringer to make that happen. But... As your real self-trust and confidence coach, I want to tell you that this feels really fucking weird. That yes, you might be listening to this podcast episode just like regular on iTunes or on Spotify or the whatever way you listen to podcasts through your headset or through your ears, but please know that the visual that I'm trying to create for this is me in my office. I did a little bit of glam this morning. My hair is slicked back into a like a slick ponytail. And that I want you to know and to just be completely transparent that this feels really uncomfortable. That at the beginning of this, I totally touched my eye and rubbed it live on camera. And that even though I'm really excited to connect, doing something new always feels really uncomfortable. Doing something new always feels really fucking weird. But again... I wouldn't be a self-trust and confidence coach if I didn't take this opportunity to tell you and make it real and applicable that I trusted myself enough to feel confident that I could execute this too. Is it going to need a couple of practice things? Did I feel really uncomfortable? Did the tech part scare the shit out of me? Absolutely. But what was more important was the outcome, was me being able to connect to more people in this community, me being able to serve the community in general, and also proving to myself that this is just another thing that I can do. Now, is it weird? Yes. Am I learning to like stay in front of the camera? Totally. But I just hope that you're like willing and ready to be on this ride. Now, she's an iPad girly. She has her iPad next to her with all her notes. Not notes that I read off. It's more just like of an outline. But she's an iPad girly and she's prepared. So I just wanted to start off with that. Like if you are listening to this or watching this and you're like, being uncomfortable is just like already scary in itself. And just sitting in that feels really, really weird. And I'm already like, standoffish by it, I encourage you to still take the action. I encourage you to still try it. I encourage you to still put in the effort to make it happen. Because again, change will not happen. Self-trust does not get built. Confidence does not come unless you actually move. But, which is kind of perfect for the topic of today because today is going to be called broken bird syndrome, and it's like AKA perfectionism. 
And I really love this because I know that so many of us can relate. Because naturally as women, we all kind of have a little bit of a perfection problem. We all have a little bit of perfection syndrome, if you will. And this is coming from me, just me personally. I am a recovering perfectionist. Look at me shuffling in my chair. Excuse me. I am a recovering perfectionist. And just that in itself, I want you to be really fucking honest. I want you to be really brutally honest about the level of perfectionism that you have, the level of perfectionism in your tendencies and how you might glaze over the fact that you do, or you barely even notice because it's just at this point, it's just subconscious. It's just involuntarily, involuntarily happening. But I want you to think about it. And again, if this is your first time here, if you just like happen to roll among this on YouTube, if you just happen to get this podcast episode from a homegirl who just sent it to you, you'll know that I am the analogy queen. And the I am the analogy queen for the reason that I find it the best way to apply the tools and strategies that I have for you in order to get confident, in order to build that self-trust. So it goes back to the title of this, Broken Bird Syndrome. Okay. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, like, what the fuck is that? Broken Bird Syndrome. Okay, hang on, hang on. Give me, give me a second. I'm going to take it back. Now, I'm, I'm aging myself because I'm telling you exactly. Like, I'm from, and it's so funny because yesterday I wore a t-shirt, and it's the one that Hallie from The Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan version, uh, wears and it's the Parker Knoll light blue shirt that she wears at the pool. And again, I'm going to age myself. That was one of my favorite movies. I am from the Disney channel era where we were doing the Mickey signature with the, the glow stick wand. And I am also from the Latina household generation that if you did anything bad or your grades dipped or whatever, the cable would immediately get cut off. Holla. Am I throwing a little bit of shade? Probably, but like, I'm just truly saying what everybody experienced. It's fine. Now, when I say that though, I'm taking it back to the times when you were the friend who had to listen to the other friend who was with the same piece of shit guy that you knew damn well it should have been over months ago. But she continues to keep the faith. She continues to hold the candle for this gentleman. I shouldn't even call him gentleman because at the end of the day, we both knew like it was not a gentleman situation. And again, they would, they would treat him or that partner like a broken bird. And they would say things to you, like at this brunch, right? They would say things to you like, well, it's because they have potential. No, it, it's okay. It's because I can change them. Or, or, oh my gosh, but it's, it, no, we can't just give up because they can change. And so they would give you this, right? It's like, oh, I'm taking care. I'm nursing this broken bird back to health. 
And when I do so, then it's going to be like good and gravy. And we're going to just like ride off into the sunset, into this amazing, magical, happily ever after. And it had already been like the third or fourth time that we get together for brunch and homegirl is still spitting the same shit about this gentleman or about this specific partner. And you know what that is? It's your level of perfectionism. It is your perfectionism flaring up. And what you weren't aware of is that it's a belief inside of your mind that says, no, no, but I can save everyone. No, no, but I can fix everyone. And again, this is the friend, not you. But if we're really honest, and I'm going to be totally transparent as well, back in the day, I was this friend. I made excuses for the people I dated. And this was my rhyme or reason. And I just, I feel bad now for some, I don't feel bad, but I feel bad that my friends had to sit at that same old lunch and listen to my shit over and over and over and over again. And after a while, my friends did pipe up and were like, yo, this ain't it, not popping, cannot co-sign this, absolutely not. But they would at least give me like three or four times before it got to that point. And I remember hearing myself say, but they have potential. But I can change them. No, no, no. I can't give up yet. They can change. Ooh, ooh. Another one that I really love is like, I'm really good at giving people the benefit of the doubt. Stop it. Um, or they're like, you know, I like to be optimistic about it. And that's another thing. There's real, it's a real last thing to have toxic positivity. But again, what you won't accept is that it was actually your perfectionism flaring up. And it was your own belief of, I can save everyone and I can fix everyone. And the reason is, and especially again in me, in my situation, growing up Latina, it's, well, no, like that's family. So you're not going to be rude or set a boundary or cause a scene or make them feel they're uncomfortable because they're family. Right? Again, we create limiting beliefs based on the things we experience based on things that are modeled to us and things that we learn within our environments from zero to seven and a little if we're great being a little little gracious zero to 14 i'm itching my nose if you're watching this on youtube but i'm not picking it and that's just the honest truth about it is a lot of times we're told, but it's family. Try to be more positive. Give them another chance. Maybe you witnessed your parents give each other several opportunities. 
Maybe you witnessed your mom date several gentlemen and give them several opportunities. Why? Because it wasn't necessarily good to be a single woman. From my personal experience and the conversations that I did have, like age appropriate wise with my abuela, my abuela was my abuela was such a badass. Like I know she's like looking down on me and she's like, you gonna talk my shit. I know she would say something like that, but she was totally a badass and she was a single mother. But again, in a time and generation where it was not kosher to like be single, where it was not kosher to remarry, it was just like, uh uh-uh, you a ride or die. You got to keep up with the appearance, excuse me, the appearances, and you got to make shit up like it's okay. And I remember asking her, like, do you miss Abuelito? Again, I was really young, but I remember asking her that, and she said, no, I don't because he was more problems than he was helpful. And I said, but did you ever love him? And she was like, I did, but it was for a really little bit of time. And so I was like, okay, cool. But again, giving... I just want you to think about maybe the generational patterns that are at play. Maybe what you've witnessed over time. Maybe the way you've seen relationships play out in your own family or around your surroundings. And maybe also it's in the way you define perfectionism. I know a lot of times that for women, especially Latinas, it is so nice and exciting to feel desired, to feel wanted, to feel loved, to get those good morning and good night texts and like, how are you doing? And like to be talking to someone all day, but talking to someone all day via text and them never showing up for you just to portray that you're happy and that you're worthy and that you're desirable is again, flaring up your perfectionism. It's again, that belief of I can save everyone. I can fix everyone. And let me tell you, those two beliefs right there were like some of my core values I would absolutely sacrifice who I was in order to live up to what that other person wanted me to be. And I'm being just super honest about that. Yes, was I a lot younger? Absolutely. Was this before my marriage? Totally 100%. But I want to get on this podcast and I want to be super honest with you because if it's been you, if you still have those tendencies, I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that things can change. 
I want you to know that you can pick differently and also rewire a different belief for yourself. And when I tell you that those beliefs of I can save everyone and I can fix everyone also led me to believe that if I did do those things, then I was perfect. Then I was immaculate. That I was up there with, gosh, like getting a Nobel Prize for just peace on earth and being an incredible human being because I really believed that that level of perfection would gain everyone's love, would give me all of the attention, and that no one would ever have anything bad to say about me. And I really believed that. But again, it was at the expense of me sacrificing myself entirely. And this is the thing too, is that those beliefs of I can save everyone and I can fix everyone, those feed into the fact that perfectionism convinces you to stay earning your worth. You have to keep going, 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 and continuing to give, 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 give all parts of yourself to continue to earn that you're worthy. That's what perfectionism teaches you to believe, which is obviously fucking bullshit, but that's what it does. And that value, again, that value comes from others and not from yourself. Because again, think about that first scenario that I gave you of maybe you learn to think that because your family said, oh, but their family, give them another chance. Give them another opportunity. Their family, you know, what would Latia say? Or que va a decir la gente? What, what are all of these other groups of people around us going to say? And when, when I tell you that those were the loudest things ringing in my ears and in my mind. It was a really scary place to be. And I can tell you, this is a personal story. I dated someone for a really long time. And between you and I, between you and I, world, uh, I was with this person for a really long time And because I was with them for such a long time, I just assumed that it would be forever. Like, I just assumed like, oh, okay, like we've been together for a really long time. We'll probably get married. I, I, it wasn't like how I felt with my, my husband, Drake. It was like, oh, well, we've been together for a long time. So like, I'm assuming like that's the next step. I'm assuming that this, this is where that's going. Versus when I met my husband, I was like, oh my God, this is it. But when I was dating that person, I was dating him for a really long time, years. I don't want to say what specifically, because if somebody does know, they're going to know exactly who I'm talking about. But I was dating someone and it was for a long time. And my best friend always was telling me, I hate this fucking guy. He literally treats you like shit. Like it just fucking sucks. And she, and my best friend, again, 
think about those brunches. She would let me, she would let me vent like two or three times. And then by the fourth or fifth, she was like, sabes que? I need to, like, you have to cut your shit. I let you vent the first three times, but now I have to fucking tell you how it is. And with that, it was, she would tell me, he doesn't treat you well. He doesn't care for you how you actually feel. And because you try to give yourself so much to like, I can change him and I can fix him and just wait him out and give him different opportunities. It leaves you being like a complete bi girl. And I'm like, and I remember when she said, I was like a bi girl. She was like, yes, he comes around and you just say bye to everything else. And so that's what I mean when I say that you end up sacrificing yourself because that flare of perfectionism is so heavy because you are just so adamant about saving people or fixing everyone. And I'm going to be really honest with you. If you're not careful, it gets you into some pretty dangerous situations. And you're probably thinking to yourself, what possible danger could that mean? you begin to take on other people's burdens way too heavy, way too serious. You invest yourself in all of their things that again, don't even apply to you sometimes or don't even like, there's no connection towards you at all and you just immerse yourself in it. Which can eventually end up blowing up in your face later. And it's funny because the the recovering perfectionist is always going to say, but no, I had the best intentions. But no, I was trying to do the right thing. And it doesn't matter because, again, and I'm going to say something that might trigger a shit ton of you. Perfectionism is for you. It's not for the other people. Forms of perfectionism are actually really selfish. Forms of perfectionism are actually driven by ego and pride. And again, what I said earlier, perfection convinces you to stay earning your worth. So you get hungry for people to say that you're amazing, that you're doing good, that people are giving you your flowers. And that value comes from everyone else and not yourself. And so my allergies are killing me today, guys. So if you're thinking to yourself, okay, we all have levels of perfectionism. Sylvia said it best. But how does one change that and and it's what I mentioned like a minute ago is about asking yourself is this for me or is this for them is this for me to save or to fix them or is it the opportunity to set a boundary Or is it an opportunity to 
just hold space for them? Or is it an opportunity for me to actually end it? Or is it an opportunity for me to do something that's not so perfect, but in actuality is the right decision? Again, perfectionism shows up in so many different ways. And I kind of want you to just take a second and realize your tendencies. Because again, everything came from something that was modeled, something that was taught to you or something that you've experienced in your lifetime. So for example, here's, and here's like even the smallest example. In kindergarten or in first grade, when you're really like hardcore coloring, and we all know these people, I was not one of them, but the people when you color that they do like a hard ass outline of the black line, they do it with the crayon of their choice. And then they do like a hard outline and then like really soft, beautiful coloring on the inside. I know a lot of like hot Cheeto girls used to color like that. And don't come at me for saying hot Cheeto girls. But we all know the classmate or the homegirl who like colored perfectly with the hard outline and the soft inside. But I couldn't do that because it really hurt my hand. Okay. Like it really hurt my fingers to like do the hard outline for that long. And maybe that was your first time where your perfectionism flared up, where you turned in your color sheet and it didn't look like the other girls. And maybe that teacher had some feedback that was like, oh, this is nice, but maybe try coloring it that way next time. Think about those experiences where you took on somebody's comment and ingested it of, what I made wasn't valuable. What I said wasn't worthy And then that's when you just consumed a level of perfectionism. You were like, okay, I have to do better. And again, it's when you opened that door that perfectionism convinces you to stay earning your worth. Because it feels nice when someone else says that it's beautiful. Because it's nice when someone is interested in you, when they're giving you their attention, when you seem so wantable, right? Again, going back to those good morning, good night texts. It's so cute. It's so fun. But your worth is the most important. And so again, When you feel like your perfectionism is flaring up or those tendencies come up, ask yourself, is this for me or is this for them? And it'll always help you check, do like a temperature check of like, okay, where am I at? And then kind of notice your brain pattern of asking yourself, is this for me and or is this for them? And what your instincts kind of want to do. Do they want to make you like go above and beyond and like do the extra for someone else? Or are you kind of at peace and being like, no, no, like I'm good with my decision. 
This is totally for me. I feel good. Listen to that. Trust yourself because that's where confidence lives. It lives in you trusting yourself and trusting your instincts and other, AKA trusting your gut. Confidence lives there. Check your perfectionism before it literally wrecks you. Go on and check yourself before you wreck yourself, like the song. Because again, if your perfectionism flares hard enough and long enough, it can get you in spaces where you are sacrificing all of yourself for someone else to deem you worthy and not you. Okay? I'm going to take a deep breath because I just recorded this podcast episode for YouTube. And it was really fucking uncomfortable. And also, I want you to know that my perfectionism did come out. And I'm going to tell you why. I was like, oh my God, I need to wear a beautiful outfit every time I record. Or I need to do a little bit of glam before I record. And there's a difference, whether just to make you look good or levels of perfectionism. But here's where my level of perfectionism kicked on. And I told my husband for it before I hit record. I said, honey, I need to run out and go get better concealer because I can still see the bags under my eyes. And my husband was like, um, no, you really look okay. Like you really look beautiful. It's totally okay. But again, who was it for? Is it for me or was it for you who was watching? And it was for you who's watching because I like my makeup routine. And that's where I had to check myself. So again, full transparency, even to this fucking recording. And thank you, YouTube. If you've made it this far, this is what Sylvia Brands is. This is how she fucking coaches pretty much. I'm a lot more interactive, but I'm still learning my space. And if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your patience and for your grace for me to try this, for me to test this, because I'm venturing out into something new in order to build this community, in order to expand my reach, because I know it's needed. So as always, my name is Sylvia Brands, and I'm a self-trust and confidence coach, encouraging you to live life a toda madre. We'll see you in the next track. Bye.